Welcome back to Generate Joy. Today we're going to pause and have just like a conversation around one of my favorite parts of the Advent story. This is the part where God makes himself known to Mary and God allows Mary to feel the nearness and confirmation of God's love for her. I think you're going to be encouraged by this episode. So if you're in like the fast paced Christmas hustle right now and you're on a drive or on a walk or whatever, I hope this podcast just really encourages you and strengthens you in the Lord. This is episode 27. Let's get into it. Welcome to Generate Joy, a podcast for gospel-centered women serving in ministry with their families. I'm your host, Amy Davis, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today because if you've been trying to find consistent encouragement from someone who understands where you're coming from in ministry, (laughs) well, you found it. Every week, I'm sharing ministry mom hacks biblical encouragement, stories from other women just like you, and more. I want to help spur you on to good works. I want to help you stay faithful to the Lord by teaching you how to balance all the things and how to move from surviving to thriving and the life God has given you right now. I know you're going to be encouraged by this episode, so let's get started. me your schedule is starting to pile up with a lot of end of the year realities right we've got insurance having to be (laughs) renewed we've got um, school finals for a high schooler basketball games and we are having to fight to you know do our traditions as our family because what is the point of a tradition if you're not doing it every year, right? One of the things that has been really funny in our community this week has been the tradition, the traditional Christmas parade. And it's been funny because we looked forward to going to the Christmas parade last week, all week, and it rained. So because of the nature of this parade, no one wanted to get out in the rain and try to just suck it up, buttercup, and do the thing, which we appreciate. But on social media, there has been so many different announcements from so many different people as to when the rescheduling of the parade is going to happen. So there was like one post that's like, oh, there's a Monday night um, open. We need to do it Monday night because everybody's floats are already made and that way they don't have to wait around too long. It was just all these opinions right on Facebook. And so I've heard Monday night, I've heard Friday, and then someone's like, well, Friday's the home um, basketball game in Andrews. And so we've got to make sure we leave the street clear because of, you know, we've only got one street. So people coming and going to the basketball game, that would be um, just, you know, a lot of just congestion and traffic and nonsense. So Officially, the Andrews Christmas Parade has been moved to Saturday, and we've had live announcements from the mayor. We've had live postings and all kinds of funny things on Facebook to just tell everybody, hey, we're doing this parade, and it is going to be Saturday, and we're all going to like it, and we're all going to make it happy, and it's going to be awesome and fun. You got to be there. So even in our small town, because of weather, 
We're fighting for tradition, right? And I love it. I love being in a small town. Well, one of the traditions that we have in our family is we pass around this fun little video of my son, Jed, talking about Christmas. And I'm going to put it on my uh, Instagram stories this week. I put it on my personal account, but I'm actually going to share it with you on my social. Um, If you want to follow me online for a little while, it's Amy underscore Davis underscore coaching. And you'll see it in my stories this week. It is just so precious. So today I want us to pause. And if you're on a drive or a walk or if you're doing dishes, whatever you're doing during your while you're listening to this podcast, um, we're just going to have a conversation around one of my favorite parts of the Advent story. And this is one of the most compelling things to me that is said and repeated through scripture that I just as a mom, as a woman serving a ministry, as a, you know, someone recognizing um how quickly time slips through your fingers, right? Things are passing at such a, a faster pace now that my kids are getting older. Um, but I just really love this specific passage of the Christmas story. So what I would like to do in this episode is read this part of the birth of Christ from Luke 2 from the ESV. And then I'm going to just make some connections and um, give you a short challenge at the end. So let's get into it. This is from the ESV, and I enjoy a lot of different versions of the Bible, but this is the one that I have on hand here with me, and I'm in my closet recording this episode, but I want you to listen for Mary's response to the passage that I'm going to read. It's so beautiful, and this is where I want us to kind of dig in and think about today. So I'm going to read starting um, in verse 8. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you, You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby laying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at the shep- at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. By the angel. There's so much in this passage that encourages me. I just don't have enough time in this podcast to go through everything. So I'm going to just draw our attention to this one thought that I think would be encouraging to you this week. And that is what happens between God and Mary. See, Mary has been on this journey of, you know, 
basically a pregnancy, but she's been spoken to by an angel of the Lord early, obviously before she conceived, who's been, who told her she's been, you know, favored by God. Um, You are going to conceive and give birth to a child and he is going to be the rescuer and the savior of the world. And she says, you know, may it be unto me, you know, what you say. And she is now on this mission, right? And I can imagine that on these this journey to having a, the Christ child to this birth, that there are moments like where she is just like, what is happening? Is this true? You know, moments in her spirit where she's had to have, you know, some like, what is happening? Some question, not necessarily doubt, but definitely like a, okay, God, you said nothing is impossible. So why is it that my parents are not on board with this? Okay, God, you said nothing is impossible. But why is it that this man I'm supposed to be marrying um, is just wanting to put me away? You know, I can imagine them being there being moments where Mary is just like, wanting to trust in God, does trust in God, but it's questioning, like, how is this all going to work out? And I love this section of the scriptures because it's as if through her journey, through her pregnancy, through this whole coming of Christ um, experience for her, both physically, right, and just emotionally, everything, that she has had moments where God has you know, ushered her into like confirmation where he's like, Joseph comes to her and says, Hey, there, an angel of the Lord visited me too, you know, and them having conversations wondering, well, I wonder what their conversations were like, well, what did your, what did that angel look like? You know, and them discussing like their experiences and being able to connect, you know, God gave her that confirmation. And then when, you know, when she goes to see Elizabeth and, and Elizabeth says, you know, my baby, you know, the Holy Spirit, you know, makes um, John in, in Elizabeth's belly, you know, like leap, you know, and just the confirmation that, that Mary has been just quietly encouraged with through the whole process. Um, I know like when I, um, have had three kids and when I was having my first kid, like I was like freaked out. Like I was scared. I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, my body's changing, you know, and imagine Mary, you know, they're now having to go on this trek. And if you've seen, we love watching that movie, the nativity story. We love watching that every year. And it's like watching how they depict, um, Mary and Joseph traveling to Bethlehem right? It's a long journey and, and they're, you know, they're having to share food and they're, they're having to, you know, he's trying to get a a donkey and to feed the donkey to carry the weight of uh, another person. You know, it's just so many details that, um, that we are left to like use our human experience to connect with. Right. And I think of Mary having had Jesus in this stable and, yeah, like that song talks about, it was not a silent night. Like there wasn't anybody there, but she and Joseph. And I imagine, you know, baby Jesus crying like a normal baby, you know, taking his first breaths and just the nervousness that you would feel as a new mom. And that we did feel as I felt as a new mom, you know, it's that nervousness that like, is everything going to be okay? That God sends the shepherds, to also encourage 
Joseph and Mary and to just reiterate what God had said because imagine these shepherds like coming in they're trying to be quiet I love how they depict the story in the nativity story it's just so beautiful where everyone's like quietly just rustling through little steps of hay and they see this baby in this uh, manger and it's just so beautiful how how it's so, so solemn and quiet and still their presence confirmed to Mary this is it which she already knew obviously she she's been connected deeply with Christ and you know in her body as if you're a mom and you've had a baby you know that like feeling of the little flutters and just the little moments that you have with your baby in your belly and and just that connection that Mary already had like confirmed like yes this is what I believe this to be true, but to have that extra boost of the shepherds coming in and telling her, hey, we just saw an angel of the Lord, and the angel said, come down here, right, and see this this promise that has been fulfilled, and then there were all these, these, these angels that were just praising God and saying glory to God in the highest, you know, and on earth among those whom he is pleased, like they are going down saying, hey, we have seen also that the mission is started. And that just has to be like such an awesome moment for Mary to be like, okay, thank you, God. Because it says, Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And this would be like her way of you know, taking like a photo or a video of a moment that she can look back on for years to come to just remind her of like this experience, this moment, this is real, this has really happened. These are the emotions that I felt. And to identify with Mary a little bit, like we we have those moments, right? I know that I do. Um, in my family, we have this little video of my son, Jed, that we send around to each other to just remind one another of this one moment that we all got to share. And it is so sweet. It's basically of my son, Jed. And what happened was all of the girl cousins and my girls, they had done this little puppet um, Christmas whatever like you know how you're with kids and they're like watch this we're gonna do this little story so they did this little I don't even know how to describe it but they were like little puppets and they were acting out like the Christmas story and everybody had their cue to like raise up the wise men and like raise up Mary and like okay here's the star you know and they're kind of doing this little play for us and Jed was so little he didn't really have that big of a part and so while the girls were like taking that all down he just kind of popped up in front of the like where everyone was kind of focused in at the in the living room and he just said Christmas is not about getting it's about giving and he just went into this whole big thing about what Christmas is and what Christmas isn't and how we need to celebrate Jesus. And it is so precious. Like I said, I'm going to have it on my Instagram stories, but it's such a great video. It reminds me so much of that season when all of my kids were little. It's a living room full of chaos, like half toys, half, you know, dessert plates and, and grandparents and great grandparents all kind of trying to like watch the kids, but also have update conversations with each other side on the sidelines, you know, of this 
whatever the kids are entertaining the group with. And I think about just how special that moment is and was. Because when you're in those moments of chaos and your kids are going everywhere and you're at somebody else's home and there's white carpet, but your kids are running through with like candy canes and chocolate pie, you know, you're just like, like there's so much stress. But when you can like take a a deep breath and step back out of that moment you know you can look back and be like oh that was so sweet like we loved that so much and I think about this when I with this passage because of Mary and how much more that moment must have been for her to know that God has done this impossible thing right because the angel said to Mary for nothing will be impossible with God God is bringing a savior to rescue his people. This is unlike any memory that I have of my children, but it is a beautiful way for us to to think back on how how connected Mary was with the Lord and how God revealed himself and, and confirmed over and over and over, I got you. I got you. This is my plan. You are doing my thing. And I just love that encouragement from this passage. So let me just ask you, you know, what are you pondering on? What are you treasuring? Because what it, whatever it is that's keeping your attention and your focus, that is what you're pondering and what you're treasuring. And this season, Christmas season, end of the year, this can be a super emotionally triggering time for people. You know, people have experienced a lot of loss this year, a lot of hurt this year diagnosis of health issues that they had not thought about or, you know, are surprised by new financial stressors, you know, that you couldn't have predicted or have seen coming, you know, there's just a lot of things in our lives that can trigger an emotional response, right? And even if it's something small, like bad communication with family members can bring up like family trauma from years ago. And you can't just always avoid those things. They're going to come up. And so I just wanted to take a few minutes here and encourage you that if you're stuck, if there are moments that you've got stuck in your brain that you're reliving over and over and over that you're pondering on, that you're not um, really allowing the Lord to like overshadow and like show you more of himself than this thing that you just keep thinking about. If your thoughts are just leading you down, just like terrible attitude, or you're finding yourself just super stressed out because you're trying to make everything just exactly perfect so that nobody's going to be upset with you. Like, I want you to think about these three things and maybe take some time to journal about them. I th- I really think it will help you discover like what's keeping your thoughts stuck on the bad past and not pondering on like the beautiful provision of God through the past or in the past. Because, you know, I've talked about this a ton on the podcast, but our brain can hold information in such a way that it reframes it for us to be emotionally triggered by something. And that's just because our brain's trying to keep us safe. And it's like, whoa, I don't want to feel those emotions again. So let's go ahead and pre-think about it so we can get it out of the way, right? And those are ways that your brain is trying to... um remind you or show you, hey, this is something that's stuck in this wheel. We really should like let this go. Like this doesn't need to be here. 
I think some of us can, I know for myself, I can relive a moment of frustration or a moment of like hurt or pain over and over and it do way more damage to myself than the actual event or the actual comment or the actual thing that happened. And so when my thoughts are always pondering and thinking on how I was feeling in that moment or what that person said and how it hurt my feelings or or whatever that thing is that you know it's already probably sparked in your mind what I'm talking about um, it really does zap the joy out of the season for us and it keeps us stuck so what I want to do is give you out three journal prompts that if you want to write down um, you're welcome to or you can just rewind this episode and when you have some free time to think through and to journal about these things. Journaling can a lot of times help us process our emotions when we can read it back and examine of like what we're thinking, but only if we're journaling with like openness and we're not thinking, oh, my kid's going to come through here and read this or, oh, somebody's going to find my real true thoughts, right? So journaling is a tool that we can use to get our thoughts out of our brain onto a piece of paper so we can process out and just let it go. So here you go. Here are three journal prompts that can help you discover what's keeping your thoughts stuck. Number one, what is the thing that's triggering your stress? Are you freaked out because you're going to see someone at a family event you haven't seen in years that maybe you have some past trauma with? Are you caught up on your finances too much to where you're stressed out over money? Are you feeling like you've not done enough this year or feeling like a failure to your kids or that your house isn't, um, you know, better homes and garden enough, you know, like what are the things that are stressing you out? I want you to write it down and just acknowledge it. And number two, do I want to ponder on this thing and just answer it? honestly, yes or no. Now, hopefully you said no. No, I don't want to think about this thing. No, I don't want this thing to dominate my thoughts and ruin these moments that I can create to enjoy the life that I'm living right now. You know, hopefully you're saying no. And if you say no, then the next question and the last question is, what can you replace that thought with? If it's a memory of something terrible or something sad that you remember from your childhood Christmas, what is a good Christmas memory that you had as a kid? If it's something financial or something having to do with your health, like pick a new memory to think about. Pick something to replace that. And if you can't find something that God has given you with, God's given to you, you know, pick a scripture that is um, encouraging to you. But allowing your mind to just get like stuck on something so distracting, completely unable to enjoy these moments that God is wanting to show you. Here's an example of this in my own life. So a couple of months ago, we had, well, not months, I guess it was just a couple of weeks ago, actually, um, we had a broken dishwasher and I was got, I got really down in the dumps that I had to one, be responsible and wash my dishes. And the kids were at school. And so they had already done a ton of chores and we had really split up a lot of responsibility for the dishes in the kitchen and all that stuff. Like we had a great plan, but I found myself standing there doing these dishes and starting to grumble and be like annoyed that I'm like doing my dishes. And I was 
really in my brain about it. I was like, why am I feeling so just like, bleh? and I'm like, oh, this is because I'm complaining. I'm really complaining that I have to stand here and wash these dishes. And I really switched my thoughts. This is a practice that I've been doing for, you know, a long time now. And I caught myself switching my thoughts on my own where I said to myself, okay, you got a bad attitude about this. Let's look at this. Are you standing in your own home? Yes. All right. Is this your sink? Yes. Is this your dish? Like, does this belong to you? And I started like getting encouraged because I'm like, hey, this is my dish and I want it to be clean. I can clean this dish. And then the thought came to me, how did you get this dish? Who brought you this dish? Where did you get it? And I started thinking about this sweet lady who had bought me this dish and I started thinking about her investment in her life and, you know, and, and the thoughts just started pouring out and my spirits began to be lifted because I stopped just feeling sorry for myself, one, but I also stopped allowing my thoughts to give me things to think about that would put me in the deep, dark pit of despair and sadness that I had to be there. And the reality is, man, I've got a lot of awesome things to be thankful for. This house, this sink, this dish, these people who love me enough to give me a dish. And and I began to feel my spirit rise and my encouragement just to go through the roof. So that is a great way that you can take something that is so negative and spin it around to also be true. Yeah, I didn't want to be doing my dishes. I would have rather been doing A, B, C, or D. But that's my responsibility. That's important. It's also true that the other things that I was changing my thoughts towards. And I think sometimes we get down in the dumps thinking, but it's true. I really did experience this. This really did happen to me. And I definitely sympathize. I mean, I've had a lot of traumatic experiences in my life as well. But I don't want those memories and those um, emotions and those things to, to take away from the life that God has rescued me from and the reality that God has given me right now. Like, I want to be... Um, headstrong like Mary where she's like treasuring these things in her heart and pondering on them like a like a snapshot or like a video that I can look back on in my life because God gives us so many beautiful awesome things so if you take some time and sit with a pen and paper and journal out and think through these things it really will help you unpack and untangle some of the messy emotions you might be feeling that you can actually look at them and begin to process them, but mostly begin to let them go because God wants to show himself to you in the now, in the right now. He sees where you are. He sees your circumstance just as he saw Mary and her young, tender heart and, you know, what she was experiencing. God knew and he saw and he provided God loves you. He sees you. He knows you. And he wants you to feel loved, known, and seen by him. So I hope that encourages you today. I hope that this is a good way for you to recenter your thoughts on Jesus in this season. I am so thankful that you've taken the time to listen to this episode. Just do me one favor and scroll down and leave a starred review or a comment. That's really going to help other people find this episode and find Generate Joy and be able to keep up with a lot of the things that are going to be happening in 2024. You do not want to miss it. We'll talk to you soon. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Generate Joy. If you know somebody who might benefit and be encouraged by this episode, go ahead and share the podcast with them. And it really does help other people find Generate Joy if you leave a starred review or a comment. So if you have two seconds, just scroll down to the bottom of wherever you're listening to your podcast right now and leave me a starred review. It would really bless me big to hear what you're thinking about Generate Joy and help the podcast be found by more women who are wanting to grow in their faith. All right, friend, have an awesome rest of your week. 